edition of Raw. We are live. Give everyone a minute to check in here. And I will, I smell sewage. It smells like sewage in the air. John, thanks for joining me. Uh, how are we doing tonight, John? Everyone check in as you come into the room. Tell me where you're from, what's been going on. Hey, Shannon. Thank you. Anyone notice the smell of sewage in the air in uh, downtown Nampa? Is that just me? Uh, I don't know. Well, alright, where's everyone from? Do a check-in. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. No one? Yeah? Greatest movie alive. Um, got the new specs. Yeah, the specs are just there to block out the light. Don't get too excited. Uh, the blue light, I've been told, emits dangerous rays. Susan, thanks for checking in tonight. Jessica, good to see you from Parma. Tom, thanks for joining us from Columbia. Sniffs. Where's Sniffs, Angie? Annie? Uh, Mid-Michigan. All right. Thanks for joining us tonight. As we're going to have a good show, I'm going to let a few more people jump on because I know more people want to come. Let me show you about my latest venture. Of course, you know my mental health building. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for checking in. This is what... Oh, hey, Haley. South Dakota. All right. This is my recent purchase over the weekend. This is how I deal with quarantine. Found a snow cone shack. Let me turn it. Hold on. And decided I had to have it. So this is my next little project on the side. Yeah, I was smelling for the sewage. It stinks. Uh, project on the side. Just get some somebody to run it. I'll just kind of set it up. Uh, got a name for it and everything already. So filled out the application today for the permitting or the license for a food license so this is kind of what it looks like so once again if quarantine keeps continuing i don't know what i'm gonna go for next doug thanks for joining us this is the shack inside oh thanks susan that right there a nice little fridge step inside there's a wasp somewhere in here that i saw the other day uh and then we have i don't know just shelving and flooring and stuff like that just gonna be cleaned up but other than that it'll be all set to go we'll have it for snow cones hopefully come june and then uh coffee and stuff like that come the colder months so yeah, you know, got to find a way to do something. We'll all look into that. Thanks, everyone, for joining me tonight. Uh, let's continue with the check-ins. Where's everyone else from? We've got South Carolina. we got North Dakota. 
We got California. We are almost coast to coast tonight. Let me make sure that I turn off my Y. There we go. Hopefully you guys are still with me. Everyone's still with me? Yeah, we're still live. Good deal. All right, we are coast to coast tonight. Um, Sacramento, yep, good to see ya. Uh, Wisconsin, all right, Cindy, thanks for joining us. All the way from Wisconsin. I know everyone else will be popping in as we go, so we'll just kind of jump in as we go. Last week, you guys don't remember, who remembers the topic from last week? It was a good topic, everyone jumped in. Boy, there was a lot of dialogue. Really proud of you guys. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Melanie, thank you for joining us all the way from Texas. Yeehaw. Iowa, thanks, Stephanie. Lisa from Washington State. I'm guessing Washington State. I love that town. Uh, we lived in Washington, my wife and I, for a little bit. Forgiveness, yes, that is exactly what we talked about last time. Uh, Santa Fe, all right. That's, that's, must be Santa Fe. That's, uh, New Mexico, yeah, uh, that's exciting. Thanks for joining us. Um, so yeah, we were talking about forgiveness a lot last time because uh, we were worried. We a lot of us were wondering what does forgiveness look like. Trailhead Italian ice is way better than snow cones. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure they're probably good. I don't like partnering. Where are you being? I am in Idaho. You don't know who I am? I am Chad. Don't let the glasses fool you. I'm still here working throughout quarantine here. Wendy, thanks for joining me. Uh, so once again, I'm Chad. Uh, I own a counseling business here in Nampa, Idaho. You're tuning in through Two Wolves Media. Dad, thanks for joining me. Colby, how's Portland? Uh, so yeah. The way this show works is the more interaction, the better it is. Because I am a single guy in the show, that is, uh, I need a lot of interaction, a lot of dialogue and discussion. It helps thrive, uh, make the show thrive even better. So I've already got a lot of audience here, members, and looking forward to tonight's show. Good topic. So last week, we talked about forgiveness. Hey, Jennifer, 10-mile bike ride. Good job. Way to go. Excellent. Climb those hills. Uh, anyway, as mentioned, I am... We talked about forgiveness last time, and we talked about two different kinds of forgiveness. Anyone remember what the two kinds were? Because we compared the two. Who remembers? We had... Forgiveness, of course. And then we had... Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that. We had forgiveness and then we had another word. Anyone? Any takers? I know it's a delay, so I'm giving you guys a chance to jump in. Started with an R. Nope, not redemption, but that's close. We did want people to participate in the redemption. Reconciliation, absolutely. Good job, Sarah. It's okay. Melanie, you can grab it on the podcast if you want later. Uh, all you guys all get a chance. Please like and share us. Uh, Two Wolves Media, I'm just one of their little host guys. 
But Who Wolves Media is doing a lot of great things around here. So please like and share, like and share, like and share. Yeah, but we talked about reconciliation. And what we talked about, it, we talked about forgiveness and reconciliation. We talked about forgiveness does not require a relationship. There's those people who hurt us. Hey, Mom. And there's those people who hurt us to a point where we can't necessarily move forward with still having a relationship. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine to be able to do that. Reconciliation, though, is where we repair the relationship. We patch it back up. We pull it back together. Um, so, and when we pull it back together, it, it brings about healing. And the only way that can reconciliation can actually happen is if someone from over here who's been hurt and someone from over here who's been hurt comes together and says okay hey let's work on this together and how do we work on it together here's where i was wrong here's where you were wrong let's figure out a way to resolve the problem uh so that's the goal of reconciliation now part of this is we got to know who we're talking to what do i mean well, in order for you to be able to reconcile your relationship, be able to reconcile and understand how relationships fit together, we have to know who we're talking to. Um, and what I mean by that is specifically is part of my problem when I was early on growing up in college and so forth like that, and I kept getting hurt in relationships and everything else like that is part of my problem was that I, I, I constantly wanted more than somebody else was giving. I wanted more than something else somebody else was willing to give. And that's usually the case. I mean, if, if we think about in any relationship, friendship, marriage, others, there's always someone who usually wants more. One person wants more time. One person wants more effort. One person wants more energy. One person wants more vulnerability. One person wants more uh, compassion. There's always that kind of thing. And so reconciliation, a lot of times, in order for us to have to make that happen, we have to realize, is it worth reconciling? That's the first question we have to ask, right? I mean... If it's not even worth reconciling, then what's the point? If we don't really want the relationship, what's the point? So, I was asked last week that I would bring up uh, a method that I've kind of used over the years as a way to deal with this relationship gap. So, hey, Grandma. So, the first time... You guys are going to get the sneak peek of it. Eventually, when I stop buying snow cone shacks and I start doing other, stop doing other things, and I actually take time to write my book like I'm supposed to be doing, it'll be in my book whenever that finishes. But as of right now, it's not. So this is sneak peek, I guess you could say. Um, so, like I said, 
One of the things I realized, what do, what do we all crave in any type of relationship? Obviously, we want reconciliation, but why do we want reconciliation? What do we crave in our relationships, in our friendships, in our family dynamics? What do we want? What do we crave? Anybody? Throw out some answers. You know, we always want something. We crave something. And I, I, I don't care who you are. I'm almost positive the answer is the same all the way across the board. Closeness. Yeah, Jennifer, that's definitely an answer. Closeness is definitely something we want. But we don't want to be close to someone who's a jerk, right? Love. Yeah, Susan, we definitely want love. But once again, we don't want love from someone who's just going to not be compassionate. Love and acceptance, Melanie. Yeah, absolutely. Acceptance is huge. Human connection, intimacy, all great answers, guys. Oh, validation. Oh, John. Hey, somebody pays attention. Uh, safety. Absolutely. All great answers. Validation, love, being seen, understood, acceptance, respect. All those things are phenomenal answers. And I think what that can be all wrapped down into, respect, connection, absolutely. I think what all those answers could be wrapped down into a nice little bow is authenticity. To feel like I could be me and you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to take off. I can be accepted. This is why we have gangs. This is so many other things that are happening across America because, because We're looking for acceptance. We're looking for community. We're looking for connection. Church. AA. NA. Small group. Book club. All these things are looking for connection. So one of the things I realized is I definitely crave. Man, I crave it. 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 Authenticity. In fact, I don't like many times to be around fake individuals um, you know it's hard to have those conversations with fake individuals um, it's just not what I want by any means so that being said I kept realizing I kept getting myself hurt multiple times over and I couldn't figure out why couldn't figure out why this was happening, why I was at that point of just feeling uh, not accepted, not appreciated, not loved, not, well, I don't know what, what the word I want to look at, but choose any of them, um, Trisha. Uh, but it was definitely, there wasn't a lot of, lot of authenticity. And so what I realized is I love water. My family grew up in the water. My dad swims. My two sisters were swim coaches at one point. My uh, younger sister was an amazing swimmer at U of I, uh, Moscow. Uh, I lifeguarded and I was, uh, I surfed at times. And then I also um, taught swim lessons. I played always send a loud car right when I start to talk and, uh, and then I played water polo water polo is a great sport really good sport if you never played it get your kid into it anyway so water has always been a special 
connection for me. It's always been something that I've, I've connected to. So I can't kind of, kind of, from my own mindset, came across this connection, a point of how I classify relationships. Um, and this helps me understand whether reconciliation is possible or not. So I look at relationships in one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six bodies of water. First one is a creek. Now, what's a creek? A creek is one of those friends that you may have had, you have. Well, what's a creek first of all? Anyone know? What's a creek? What is the body of a water of a creek? Who wants to jump in? Or a creek, depending on wherever you're from. Creek is what? Fill in the blanks. Yes, it's water. We know that. But what is a creek? Anybody? Shallow. Very good, Tricia. That's true. It's very shallow. Anybody else? Stream. Nope, that's the next one, Mom. Flows in and out. Yeah, that's true. Trickle of water. Very true. Offshoot of a river. Yeah. Small trickle. Stream that flows off a river. Very good. You second the shallow. Very good. No, you cannot answer, Shannon. Tributary. Partly. So a creek is real simple. It's a shallow body of water, but it's here today, it's gone tomorrow. Because most creeks are out in the summer, freeze up in the winter, or go underground in the winter. This represents friendships and relationships that are absent. We want them to be there. We want to be authentic. We want truth. We want that honesty. We want that connection. We can want all those things. But sometimes we find people who are creeks. And creeks are someone who comes around maybe every nine months. And says, hey, Chad, totally we haven't hung out in forever. We should get together and, and go do something. And then we do. And then I get this anticipation, this excitement. Okay, our relationship's going to build. And then it, yeah. Why? Because it was a creek. So the key word for creek is absent. It's absent. Now, next one, my mom pointed out, is stream. What's a stream? Now, one might say creek and stream are the same, but what is a stream? Anybody know? Stream. Who wants to jump in? Water's warm. Throw your, throw your answers out there interactive show I could almost call out a state and say somebody answer from that state <laughs> what's the stream guys crickets huh alright well I'll tell you a stream a stream is someone a stream is something that ultimately is a little deeper than a creek. It's got a little more depth 
and water the creek, but in the end, it's still very shallow. You know, a stream might, I don't know, be the width of this road right here. Maybe you could see a stream there. Maybe even a little bigger, but deep down, it's, it's, it's a little deeper than a creek, but we're not talking that deep. Yeah, it flows into a bigger body. Constant, but changing. Very true, Kendra. Um, but no, it, it's, it's, a stream is something that is a little deeper, constantly moving, but in the end, it's very shallow. Um, these are the kind of people that we meet, that we are in connection with. Some might call them acquaintances. I wouldn't call them acquaintances because we want more. Now, these are the people who are very shallow. They don't know much about us. They don't know much about our relationships. They don't know much about who we are as people individually. They only know what they've heard, what they've read on social media, what they've seen in the world. That's all they know. That's a creek. I mean, that's a stream. Sorry. You guys got me confused. That's a stream. And we want something deeper. We want something deeper. We want something more involved. We want something that's much more in depth. Now, next, what's next guys? We got creek, we got stream, where are we flowing to? Anybody? Got my flip flops on, ready to go in the water. Where are we going? Creek, stream, next is go. River, very good. River. Now what do all rivers have in common? I don't care whether they're big rivers, large rivers, Amazon River, Columbia River, Boise River, Snake River. What do all rivers have in common? If I could say estuary, Kendra, it might've been one of my things. But what is all rivers have in common? What do they all have in common? All rivers have this one, not unique, but just one thing in common. I don't care, you could go to China, you go to Asia, you go to the Yangtze River, you could go to, to Boise River, Snake River. I don't know rivers in South Carolina. Uh, you know that. I don't know what the river is in. <laughs> Water, that's funny. They flow. Yes, they do. Come on. Keep going, guys. Current, that's true. Keep going. They lead to something bigger. Yeah, Jessica, that's true. Keep going, guys. You're almost there. Current, yep, that's, there's definitely current. They flow. Yeah, they flow. Rachel, thanks for joining us tonight. They flow into a bigger body of water. Yes, that's true too, but not where we're going. They feed into a bigger body, water, lake, ocean. Yep, very true. Flow to a larger body. You guys are all right there. Rapids, that's current. We're, we're right on the cusp. They're changing always, flowing, moving water. All absolute good answers. The biggest thing that all rivers have in common is they go, they have moments of depth and moments of shallowness. You have, 
you have literally at one point you could get in the river and you could be knee deep. Then you could take about, I don't know, six to 12, you know, strokes down the river and you're all of a sudden, boom, deep water. Then you could go up river a little bit more, then it's shallow again, then it's deep, then it's shallow, then it's deep, then it's shallow, then it's deep. All rivers have that in common, that there's depths of shallow and deep. And so what we know about rivers is what? They're inconsistent. Or they're consistently inconsistent because they're deep and shallow, shallow and deep, deep and shallow, shallow, deep. You don't know what to expect. We have lots of relationships like this that are rivers where we don't know what to expect. We don't know if we go to them and we try to tell them how they hurt our feelings. How they're going to take it. Maybe one moment they'll be like, oh, I could totally understand that. I could totally understand how, you know, I hurt your feelings and I'm really sorry. Other moments they could be like, what do you mean I hurt your feelings? How can you be upset about that? You're just too sensitive. You're just too fill in the blank. Rivers. The key word here is inconsistent. You don't know what to expect from these relationships. You don't know what to expect from what's going to happen from time in and time out. You just, it's a crapshoot. Roll the dice and see what happens. This is a representation of our relationships. Like I said, it's, when we talk about reconciliation, we talk about forgiveness, we got to talk about knowing the fact that this person is able to go into the, the water with us. And when we feel like they're not able to, or we feel like they're going to jump our, jump on us anytime we bring up any type of emotion or feeling or anything like that, then it prevents us from wanting to go there. Or it makes us feel guilty because we did go there and then all we get is the guilt of it. Maybe I have too many needs. Maybe, I, maybe I'm the one who's the problem. Maybe I'm the one who am asking for too much. Maybe I am too sensitive. Maybe I am too whatever. Fill in the blank. The river is constantly flowing and it's fast and, and it's moving. And so it's so many swift components of the parts of relationship. But at the end of the day, it's inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to expect. And all of us have relationships like this. Whether it be fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, friends, family members, church members, uh, any of those things, they all have those kind of relationships where we don't know what to expect. We bring up a conversation and all of a sudden, boom. It can, bat it can happen. You know? Um, now there's a difference because yes, we all have capable capabilities of this but we're talking about a consistent pattern of not knowing what to expect consistently that is a river uh, so we got to the river we went creek that's keyword absent we went stream keyword nope sorry yeah keyword shallow then we went to the river 
Going down to the river to pray. Yeah, that going song. Uh, so many songs about the river. Anyway, th third word of uh, river. Keyword inconsistent. Next, where are we going? Hi, Gloria. Where are we going, guys? Where are we going? We went to the river. I'm not going this way because that's too loud. We're going to the river. Where are we going next? Bodies of water. I gave you clues. Yep. That's definitely where we're getting to, Leonard. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> so where are we going, guys? What's next? We just went to river. Where are we going? Where am I dipping my feet in? Lake. Yes. I was at a lake this weekend. Lake this weekend. Kendra Pond would be okay, but pond is not moving. Pond is usually stagnant water. Granted, someone could say lake is too, but we'll go with lake because what is lakes? All right. Who knows right now? Lake Baikal in Russia. I don't know how to say it right, but Lake Baikal in Russia is how many feet deep? Anybody have any idea? How deep is Lake Baikal? Quick, everyone Google. Everyone's Googling it. I believe, if I'm right, it's 5,000. Oh man, now I'm going to forget. 5,000. 785 feet deep. I know it's 5,000. I can't remember if it's 53 or 57. Ah, that frustrates me. Alexa is usually right here to back me up, but today I'm walking, so no Alexa. But Lake Baikal in Russia is a mile deep. We'll just say that. It's a mile deep. 5,387. Oh, I did the wrong way. Very good. 5,387. Normally I nail that. 5,386. Pretty close. Uh, anyway, that is a mile deep. Exactly. A mile deep. That's Russia. So you know there's some bodies buried up in there. And that's some cold water. You imagine being a mile deep in a lake like that? You can't see nothing. Mile deep. That is, whew, that's some depth right there. Anyway, um, what is it? Oh, yeah, lake. So lake is 5,387 feet deep is, is Lake Baikal. Any other lakes, they also are pretty deep. You don't know what, how deep or how big or whatever, but all lakes have one thing in common. What is that? What is the one thing all lakes have in common? Well, you have a lake in South Carolina, a lake in Texas, a lake in Russia, a lake in Oregon, a lake in California, a lake in New Mexico, a lake in Washington, a lake in Montana, a lake in Iowa, a lake in Michigan. What do all of them have in common? Throw it out there. They all have something in common. What is it, guys? Marcy, thanks for joining us. Calmness, yeah, sure. But why? Some lakes are calm, still water, but why? Where's the environmentalist here? Trisha, yes, calm. 
We're to all Lake 7 coming, guys. Predictability. Sure. <laughs> Just talking about lakes, not going to the relationship aspect yet. Surrounded by land. Yes. Fed by the ocean. All lakes are landlocked. All lakes are landlocked. Meaning, the majority of lakes do not, do not, I repeat, do not have waves. Now, can there get some pretty radical waves, nautical waves with some wind and stuff like that? Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, all those? Sure. But for the most part, all lakes don't have waves. They're landlocked. They're protected. They're protected by the land that's around them. So most lakes are all landlocked. And because they're landlocked, it's exactly what's going on. They, they're safe. They're, there's no waves. This represents people in our lives who we're able to have conversations with. We're able to have deeper conversations and talk about deeper things and things that are uh, hard to talk about, hard topics and, and tough topics and everything like that. And these people represent those kind of things. But because there's no waves, it means one thing. That these people are all in in our lives and are able to talk about those things instead until something real happens to us. Still, instead, in, until there's an actual obstacle that shows up. Or maybe that obstacle is cancer. Maybe it's death. Maybe it's somebody's dying. Maybe it's a marriage ending. Maybe it's loss of a child, loss of a baby. See, in order for us to go deep, in order for us to go deep, oh, come on, it's rotated. In order for us to go deep, we have to be willing to be vulnerable. And most people don't like the idea of vulnerability. Even when I say it, it sounds just like an icky word, vulnerability. Uh, it just doesn't sound like, yeah, I want to be vulnerable. I want to do that. No, most of us do not want to go deep. Most of us don't want to go to that level. Uh... I mean, how many of you guys like to be vulnerable? How many of you guys like vulnerability? Most of us don't like to be vulnerable. We have certain people we can be vulnerable with, but in the general, we don't like being completely vulnerable. It's scary to us. It's unsafe. I'm sorry that you lost a lot of your friends, Trisha. That pains my heart to hear that. Most of us want to stay nice and surface, stay on the stream, maybe even the creek, maybe the river, you know? Let's not go too vulnerable. Let's not get too real. Um... You know... 
most of us don't want to do that. It's 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 too raw, too uninhibited, too wearisome, too burdensome, too afraid of what we're gonna find if we're too vulnerable. And what if what if my what if I'm too vulnerable and somebody doesn't want to be there or be around? You know, I think a lot of the problems. Uh, you're absolutely right, Melanie. That's what we're talking about right here. And I'll tell you, we're getting to the big whammy here in a minute. Um, and I agree, Sarah. I'm right there with you. I want deep relationships. But so many times we settle for that. Yep, that's exactly right, Jessica. We hate having someone be able to get under our skin. Uh, it's just so hard for us. So vulnerability is a difficult topic. It's very hard. But a lake represents someone who's able to be there and have fun with, go shopping with, go to a game with, do all those things. But when the metal meets the road and the real stuff comes and real life hits, they're nowhere to really be found. It's, it's too hard for them to be vulnerable with us. And so uh, we try to move in a different direction. So after Lake, absolutely, even with friends, good friends, it's hard to be vulnerable. After Lake, what's Lake? After Lake, guys, what comes next? Good answer, Marcy. Yep, you're absolutely right with those waves. You do, you know, and the heartache and those kind of things. You find out how strong you really are. Very true. You know, your heartache does make you better, but I'm trying to help you from everyone here to not continue to experience heartache again and again and again. Not to the ocean yet, Doug. We're getting close, though. So where are we going after the lake, guys? Nope, almost to the ocean, but we're not there. Nope, river's going backwards. C, could be, but not C, closer, ocean, I, I like where you guys are going, but we're not there, the bay, another name, getting there, getting close, charge my phone before this interview ends here, uh, what else, come on guys, C, bay, ocean, what else we got? Who knew there's so many names for water, right? Let me charge this phone. Delta, Bay, Harbor. Good job. We are going to the harbor, guys. The harbor. Now, who can tell me what a harbor is? Harbor is very similar like a bay, but tell me what a harbor is. Who can tell me? Make sure I'm charging. What's a harbor, guys? We know boats come back to the harbor. When they come back to the harbor, what 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 happens in the harbor? What's a harbor for? Get a pillow here. What's a harbor? Safe place. Yeah, safe base. I like it. Body of water. Ha ha ha. Very good. It's safe. Absolutely. Minor tides.
Correct. So when a boat's out at sea and it's in, in the ocean and it's, and it's at storm and stuff like that and life and everything else is hit, a harbor represents a place where we could come back to or someone could come to as a boat and get replenished, refreshed, renewed, repaired, rejuvenated. It's a safe place. And it's a place where you stay for a short time. Now, here's the truth. Harbors are perfect. They're great places for shelter from the storm and everything like that. But boats were not meant to live in the harbor. Boats were made for the open ocean. So a harbor represents friendships or relationships that are safe. They're safe, we can tell them things, but there's in any relationship, I don't care what kind of relationship is, there needs to be some level of risk. And, and I don't mean risk as in, risk as in danger or anything like that, but I mean risk as in true authenticity and true vulnerability requires risk. It e it's easy to be safe with others. But true authenticity and true vulnerability requires risk. I think of uh, Harbor a lot like uh, someone who may, you know, like a mentor or a coach or something like that. Like, or think of an AA sponsor. Let's say a guy named, we'll say, Joe goes to an AA meeting and he meets uh, Mike and Mike's a sponsor. And, and Joe, Mike says, hey, Joe, I got your back. Anytime you need to drink or anything, anytime you're going to drink, you just reach out to me. Joe's like, okay, Mike, you sure? And Mike says, yep, I'm sure. So Joe goes home that night and about nine o'clock, two hours after the meeting, he calls Mike and he says, Mike, this is the time of night when I normally have a drink. So Mike talks him down. Hour later, Joe calls Mike again. He says, Mike, this is the time of day. When I usually have a nightcap. Um, I usually have a nightcap. So Mike talks Joe down again. Three hours later, Joe at 2 a.m., Joe calls Mike again and says, this is the time of day I normally finish the bottle of my nightcap when I wake up after having bad dreams. So Mike talks him down again. 6 a.m., Joe calls Mike. This is the time of day when I normally have a mimosa or an Irish coffee or something like that to get my day started. Mike talks him down. 9 a.m. Joe comes into work and calls Mike again. This is the time of day I normally sip on my flask. Mike talks him down. 10 a.m. Joe calls Mike again. Had a stressful morning. Says he wants to sip on his flask again. Joe talks him, I mean, Mike talks him down. 11 a.m. Joe calls Mike and says, hey, this is the time of day when normally my coworkers, uh, the CEO of the company, would go and get together for margaritas. And Mike talks him down. 1 o'clock. Joe calls again. And Mike says, hey. And Joe says, hey, this is the time. And Mike said, wait, 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 wait. I want to cut you off. When I said... That I'm here, no matter what. I'm, you know, call me anytime you were, you you need to drink. 
I didn't think it would be this much. I wasn't anticipating your needs to be this high. And so a harbor represents someone who's safe, but only safe for a time. Because boats are not meant to live in the harbor. Now, we've done harbor, so of course the only place we're going is the ocean. Now, I love the ocean. Ocean represents wild, spontaneity, uh, unpredictability, risk, adventure, infinite deep depth. Um, just life. It, it represents all those things and more. It's tranquil. It's calm. It's peaceful. But it could also be violent. It could be turbulent. It could be neurotic it could be storm filling it could be all those things but an ocean of an ocean relationship represents someone who's there in the waves you know and who basically they know how to hurt you the deepest but they choose not to you can be vulnerable there and even though there's risk you can be vulnerable because you know that that person knows how to hurt you, but they choose not to. Now, where's this going? Like I talked about before last week, forgiveness, reconciliation. We had to lay the groundwork to get here, but forgiveness and reconciliation only works. Well, reconciliation only works if you have two people who are both willing to do it. Absolutely, Trisha. Very true. Who are both willing to do it. Now, here was my problem in college. Here's might be some of your guys' problems today. I kept putting people in deeper... I kept, I kept putting people in deeper water than they could swim. Look, I can't be mad at a creek or a stream... For being a stream, but I could be mad at myself for expecting a stream to be an ocean. See, we oftentimes, and maybe I'll just speak for myself, I oftentimes put people in deeper water than they're ready to be in. And the only way they can be in deeper water is by showing that they're safe with my feelings and safe with my emotions and, and safe for me to be vulnerable with. I can't fault a river for being a river. But every time I try to put someone who is in a river-like relationship in the ocean, all they're going to do is step on my head and hold me under because they're not ready for that depth. They're not ready for those waves. They're not ready for the storm. They're not ready to just be fully ready to swim. Every time you or me or others put people in deeper water than they're ready for, we're only going to get drowned. This is the reason why a lot of our relationships, we can't put our finger on it, why they're not working out. It's not necessarily them, but it's more we want something deeper from them, and they're just not capable of giving it. I can't get mad at someone for them being a river. 
but I can choose not to keep putting someone who's a river or a creek or a stream in my ocean and expect them to be able to swim. You guys putting down what I'm you guys you guys picking up what I'm putting down? The more we do that, the more and we do this for two reasons. We put people in deeper water for two reasons. One, we put them in because of uh Uh, wow. Went completely blank. We put them in for two, uh, people in, in, in for, uh, deeper water for two reasons. One, longevity, meaning we've known them for so long. Hey, they've been my best friend for 20 years. They've been my friends for five years. They've been my friend for 15 years. They, they're my husband. They're my whatever. But longevity and relationship. Those are the two reasons why we put people in deeper water. Longevity meaning, like I said, they've been in our lives. They've been our neighbors. They've been this. So automatically, the length of time should represent the deeper the water. One would think, but that's not how it always works. And then, of course, relationship. It's my husband. It's my wife. It's my mother. It's my father. It's my brother. It's my sister. It's my coach it's my mentor so they automatically should get passes and should automatically be in deeper water not if they're not capable of being safe with your feelings if you put people in deeper water than they can swim all they will do is drown you now here's the great thing you may not be able to control where people are but Boundaries, whether it's boundaries with reconciliation, boundaries with forgiveness, boundaries with whatever, boundaries are ways people to understand that they don't get to continue to take advantage of you or they don't get to continue to just have a free pass. Boundaries allow us to say, okay, nope. You're you're in my creek. You're in my stream. Hey, Reed. The founder's watching. Say hi. Uh, you're in my creek. You're in my stream. You're in my river. Boundary says that's where you are. I can't trust you with my feelings, so I'm not going to give you more than I can, than you can handle. So, what I want you guys all to do. Is I want you guys, if you're up for a little homework assignment, who's up for some homework? Anybody up for homework? I got homework. That's a great question, Tom. Fantastic question. How do you become an ocean? Hey, Todd. Uh, how do you become an ocean? Well... We will hit that topic next week about vulnerability and the ability to become an ocean. Yes, I'll give you homework here, Jessica. Can others become ever become the ocean you need? That's up to them, not up to you. So here's my homework for you. Make a list of 10 people in your life, whether it's mothers, fathers, friends, 
coworkers, whoever's close to you in your life that you talk to, see, those kind of things. Make a list of 10 people. 10 people. Okay? So once you make that list of 10 people, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, I want you to identify where they are currently based off of your emotional expectation of them. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us. Once again, I want you to make a list of 10 people and want you to identify where they are based off of your emotional expectation of them. Meaning if I'm going to a concert and all of a sudden Joe blows me off and doesn't show up and I'm just upset and I'm furious at him, it's probably because I have a deeper, I, I have him in deeper water than I expected. Deeper water than he could swim. So you're going to make a list of 10 people where they are based off your emotional expectation of them. Then you're going to make that same list of 10 people and then you're going to identify where they should be in the bodies of water based off of their actual actions. So their actions on their actions is going to tell us where they ought to be. Yes, Melanie, we're digging deep. Trisha, if you missed the beginning, I said this is part of the book that I am going to be writing one day whenever I decide to make time to write the book. But thank you. I appreciate the uh, sentiments. So where they are, based off of your emotional response to them, and where they ought to be based off of their actions. And if you... I, I, my guess is a lot of you will find that you have a lot of people that are in deeper water than they should be. Okay, once again, you're going to identify where they are based off of your emotional reactivity to them, your emotional response. If you get fired up real easily, upset, angry for days because of someone ditched out, someone didn't call you, something like that, chances are you have them in much deeper water. No, Trisha, don't worry about that. I'm just, I was just letting you know. Uh, whenever I write it, I'll plug it. Anyway, um, where they are, and then you're going to choose where they should be based off of their actions. Based off of their actions. And we will talk about next week, you tune in, about how... To become that kind of person that others need. Yes. No. Where they actually are first, Jessica, and where they should be is second. So where they actually are off your emotional responses to them, how emotionally fired up you get, and where they actually should be. Do where they are first, then where they should be second. Ten people. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, you can catch this on podcasts. I believe we're on Spotify, Google something, um, Anchor. Just check the comments. I'm sure someone will post where it is. Please like and share. We love doing this, and I love doing this for you guys. Like and share this so we can um, stay with this. Once again, thanks, everyone, for tuning in from all across the United States from California 
to South Carolina, to Wisconsin, to Michigan, to Texas, to, to New Mexico, to Arizona, to Washington, to Oregon, to Idaho, to uh, there's so many places. Colorado. I'm missing somebody, I'm sure. Iowa. All, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, like and share. Um, and yeah, thanks so much, guys. I'm glad that this answers any questions. Uh, feel free to tune in next week. Like I said, next Monday. We'll be diving into this a little deeper and help you understand it. And if you have Alabama, thanks, Tricia. Sorry. Um, and if you guys have any other questions about this, we'll hit that next week as well. Everyone have a great night. Thanks so much for tuning in. You guys were great. And thanks for all participating. All right. God bless. <laughs>